When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. John, J. Will, and Max, the great Harry Douglas, in for Key today. You know that Yates is not in today. <laughs> you hear that? Different that music, is music. Definitely or, James on the music. That'd be James on the music. <laughs> or is that in honor of uh, who was just hired? <laughs> some, locker, some locker room music. Oh, let's let's locker room music in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nothing wrong with it. Nothing. I know when it. I can't identify the artist. <laughs> that ain't Yates Sounds in there. Different than the music playing in the Rams locker room. I that. <laughs> All right. Oh, so Doug Peterson is hired by the Jags, ladies and gentlemen. And um, as I just touched on, we're going to get to the elephant in the room. And uh, there is a, you know, the racial issue around head coaching hiring in the NFL is the elephant in the room. And we're not running away from that. There are other things also to discuss about this. Mm -hmm. And we're going to spend a lot of the show getting into that. But I want to start by asking, I mean, first of all, six head coaches are hired, all white. One, still one black coach in the NFL. Let's just say it plain. And that dude had to be one of the greatest coaches of all time, essentially, to keep his job, obviously, by the looks of things. Max, repeat it again. The six head coaches that are hired there, what again? White. Ooh. Yeah. One dude was, one dude was black, and that's the, who has a job as a head coach in the NFL, period. That dude's never had a losing season, right? <laughs> that's what it takes to keep your job. Okay, we're going to get into all of that. But I want to start with this. Is Doug Peterson... Jay, let me start with you. Is Doug Peterson the best man for the job? No. Byron Leftwich would have been the best man for the job. Now, what you're hearing is that Byron Leftwich chose not to take this job because of Trent Bolke, who is the GM. So this makes me just wonder, HD, about Shah Khan from a leadership perspective, right? A guy like Trent Bolke, who's been with this organization, you know, you hear about his relationship in San Francisco how that led to Coach Harborough then leaving, right, because of this power-hungry style that he wants, that he has, that he approaches. You hear about what he did last year, obviously having Urban Meyer come on, like those decisions, and it doesn't feel like he's being held accountable. Now, I give Byron Leftwich all the credit in the world for turning down the opportunity because, look, I want to be set up for success. I want to come into a situation in which, hey, I know these people want to see me succeed. There is nobody playing any tricks trying to sabotage my name, and that's what you're hearing about happening with inside the organization of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and shout out to Byron Leftwich because being set up for success is something that uh, black coaches have not been done, I think, since Mike Tomlin, mm. right or wrong. Right. I, I don't think it has been done. You look at David Cully, you look at Steve Wilkes, both of those guys going in one year. Now, when you look at Byron Leftwich, he's a guy – that's not a normal guy in my eyes because he was drafted by who, Jay? Hmm. Yeah, the Jacksonville he's Jaguars. Jacksonville. Yeah, he's yeah, part, of, I, their and best and I, he's part and of the organization. And I, and I understand that it's different ownership, but he is a Jacksonville Jaguar. He's a guy that won a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. 
He has the credentials. He's the guy that's been there in that city. He understands that city. So he is the best guy for the job. So if he says, okay, I want my guy as a GM, you should have no problem with it if he's the best guy for the job, mm-hmm. right? Because he's looking at the situation like, okay, I don't want to happen to me what happened to David Cully. I don't want to happen to me what happened to Steve Wilkes. If some kind of way my first year things don't go the way that, that, that it's planned, right? So I understand Byron Leftwich. But it's also a damn shame that he has to take his name away because that's the mindset uh, of the situation. Can I say something about this, guys? Um, I didn't play. Like, Jay, you, you two both played at the highest level in sports. I'm not a black man, right? But it does occur to me with these jobs, when Byron Leftwich is like, let me set up for success. When David Cully gets an interim job with a terrible team, bad organization, mm-hmm. no quarterback, He's 67 years old. Clearly, that's an interim job. A lot of the response from, I think, white people who don't quite get it. And I'm not talking, again, I never want to, I'm not addressing people who are racist. I'm addressing people who don't self-identify as racist, right? But still don't understand it. They're like, well, listen, beggars can't be choosers, right? You're asking someone for a job. Well, who are you asking for a job? (laughs) Mm -hmm. The, The league is completely owned by White people, right? Now, why, there are no black owners. Why is that? Is that because black people, again, I'll say, ask it again, are intrinsically inferior at making money? No, it's not about that. It's about the history of the country. So then people say, still, okay, but we got here however we got here. I don't see race. Well, maybe you should. That's, that's number one, because if you look around at the distribution of jobs, it's like the, the black candidates have to come hat in hand and just kind of take whatever's given Instead of saying, no, wait a minute, this job needs to be set up for success. success. You, you, hit, you, hit it, you hit it on the head. And, and, and I remember Stephen A. talking about this when it came to black coaches in the NBA, right? And them getting certain jobs but not being set up for success. You can't just say, hey, we gave this guy opportunity at this job, but the job is at the bottom of the totem pole in the National Football League. Mm. And you know he's not going to be set up for success. Harry, can we take it in another step oh, let's up? Let's go. Let's go, Jay. And, and everybody should mark this down. Here's how disappointed I am today. And I should have led with this, but I knew ultimately we would get here. So the one minority owner of an NFL team, Shah Khan, correct? Yep. Which is the team we're discussing. Which I said all team, white yes, owners. Yeah, there is one yeah. non-white. He's not African-American, but he's yeah, non-white. The one minority mm-hmm. owner yep. of an NFL team. What conversations have we been having over the last several months, years actually, about the lack of head coaches in this league who are minorities? Right. So this is what we talked about yesterday. Why wouldn't the one minority owner of NFL team say, you know what? I'm going to be that person Jump to started. say now on my watch it's happening. Byron Leftwich, what do you need? What do you need to make this work? Like, I want to make this work. You are the best person for this city. You are the best oh. person for your relationship that you have with Super Bowl winning quarterbacks for a young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. It's time to do that. But why can't we put that on the, on the shoulders I'll you, of Shah Khan? I'll tell you why, Jay, in my opinion. And I'm not speaking for Shah Khan, but minority groups, quote-unquote, are not a monolith. Like, just because you are not – you are a, a part of a marginalized group or a group that's not white – doesn't make your experience and your understanding and even your self, uh, per, your, the perception of yourself and the group that you're from the same as some other uh, uh, marginalized group or so-called minority group. So he may or may not feel, I don't know, some kind of added responsibility as a so-called minority owner. 
That's why when I say I, I, earlier, I said it's all it's completely white owned. That's not exactly true. Shad Khan is not uh, European American or however you'd like to phrase it, right? But mm-hmm. he's not black, and, there, and that's really when you get down to it. I believe that's what we're talking about here. And here, here's my thing, like Jay, you just mentioned. Why wouldn't you want to roll the carpet out for a guy that you want to hire that you feel like is the best guy for the job and Byron Leftwich? Thank you. Why the would, best guy for the job, Why Harry? would you not want to roll the carpet out for that guy and say, hey, I'm going to do and give you all the resources that you need for this organization to be successful because we've seen it back in, what year was that? Was that 2007? It was 17. Mm. Yep, because that was my last year in the league. That was two, it was 2017 when they had that success with Ramsey and those guys and Gogway and Calais Campbell and all those guys. So you got a taste. You you got a spoonful of it, so you know what it feels like. So if you want to get your organization back to where it was back in 2017, why would you not roll out the red carpet for a guy like Byron Leftwich, who is a Jaguar? What question for you, Jay. Is the, does the fact that Doug Peterson, they're looking at one guy that didn't give him everything he wanted, they moved on, or he mm-hmm. moved on. Now they look at the next guy. Is the, does the fact that he won a Super Bowl pretty recently – mean anything to you in yeah, other words I, yeah it's a white I, head I'm coach not, he won a super bowl let me lay this not, one will slide I'm, I'm not mad at the decision i'm right. a little i'm indifferent on it i'm not saying that doug peterson can't do a good job and i can't make trevor lawrence successful i'm mm-hmm. not saying that at all all i'm saying is we talk a lot about hey just don't hire a guy because he's black well also you're hiring the best candidate right who's played for your organization who understands what your city and what your fans want how to be successful he's coached great quarterbacks in this league it feels like it was a perfect scenario for that to happen. And I don't know why you don't give him the capability and the resources to be successful. Wait, wait a minute. I got to ask you guys a question. Who won the uh, Super Bowl last year? Tom Brady. And, and what, Byron what t- Leftwich what? was calling the plays. Oh, I'll be damned. Oh, I'll be damned. wow. Yeah, by the I'm, way, that's exactly right. Because it was when, when eventually the league got their heads around the fact, oh, black men can lead a group. Like, ridiculous, of course. But they understood, oh, look at that. Yes, there are examples. When you said then that, it became, Max, I did like this. Then it, right. Then it became a thing where it's like, well, because if they have a strong personality or they're aggressive, they can do it. But then the league subtly, always the goalposts change. Then it was, well, you have to have an offensive coordinator's mind, right? Yep. This is so, and now here you get to a more subtle racism mm-hmm. because, because implicitly for a lot of people that disqualifies a lot of black candidates. Here we have Byron Leftwich who just called the plays for the Super Bowl winner. <laughs> and, okay, six jobs have been filled, um, all with white head coaches. Three jobs still left, the Dolphins. Uh. <laughs> okay. The Saints and the Texans. Oh, Worth oh. mentioning that Brian Flores is in the mix for those jobs and Eric Bieniemy, supposedly, at least for the Texans and Saints for Flores, and Eric Bieniemy will interview with the Saints tomorrow. Dan Quinn interviewed to be the head coach of the Jags after a uh, great season in Dallas. And wait till you hear what Jerry Jones at least for, from Dan Quinn's point of view, it was a great season, right? I'm nervous. <laughs> Wait till you hear what Jerry Jones said about his future interim head coach, oh, guys. Oh, sorry, I mean defensive coordinator. What did I call him? I don't remember. <laughs> That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio and ESPN2. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Well, not Yates today, not although yet. I'm not going to front on this yeah. song even a little bit. Hold up. Let me ask you guys something, because sometimes, sometimes uh, when it's not Yates playing the music, I'll be like, I don't know what this is. I'm not fronting on this song, not even a little bit. I love this song. This, this song is bomb. This song is hip-hop as far yes. as I'm concerned. <laughs> All my exes live in Texas. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hear us on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Say, play ESPN on your smart speakers. Boom, we're right there. Download the podcast. Boom. What else can I tell you? One tap, one app on the, on the app, right? Boop, boop. ESPN app. Uh, Harry Douglas in for Keyshawn Johnson today. HD. And it is time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Guys, Jerry Jones, I really think sometimes he's like, oh, damn, these racial issues and hiring and Tom Brady retiring. Oh, the, the, the Super Bowl, because you know he ain't in that. <laughs> That's everything. Yeah, never in that. Max he's like, shaded. He's, like, Harry, he's like, I'm not calling Jerry Jones this, but you know, we all got that cousin. We just call that cousin can't get right. Can't he's get right. Like, but, ah. but he sees he's like, ah, I'm not in the news. What can I? But but and honestly, I, put that spin on it. Can't get right. Yeah. Put that spin on it. <laughs> One of the all time great movies. But anyway, <laughs> but you know he. He, he has a knack, a showmanship, right? He yeah. knows how to get us focused on his product. Special. Here is Jerry Jones, cowboy owner and GM, senior bowl presser. <laughs> on his, def- his defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, head coach of the Falcons, his defensive coordinator, who, who they had the worst defense ever. And then, oh, look at that. Their defense is good. One season. So he's now a hot commodity. He's talking about Dan Quinn and his present head coach, Mike McCarthy. He's very qualified. Yes, I would consider. If I didn't have a coach, I would have been interviewing him for coach. And I wanted them to be thinking about that they were uh, talking to a guy that could be head coach of the Cowboys. What does Mike say when you do that? Huh? He's well, like, Mike, it's fine because I know the, the, internally the, Well, but, but he, uh, Mike knows that uh, someday somebody will be coach of the Cowboys other than him. He <laughs> knows that. For, for all time. That's my whole point. <laughs> There's so much speculation on the outside about it. Do you worry about maybe the pressure that that puts on Mike? Not at all. No, no I, I don't. And uh, uh, Mike's good in his skin. I'm good in his skin. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Jerry, go, we can always count on Jerry, can't we? Well, I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with applying pressure. Max, you make this comment all the time. Pressure can burst pipes, right? Like, or it can make diamonds. Or it can make diamonds. So what is it going to be, Mike McCarthy? Is it going to burst your pipe or is it going to make you a diamond? Because if it doesn't make you a diamond, then I don't need you here because I'm trying to get a diamond. Ooh. I'm at the end. I, I, it feels like I'm, I'm venturing towards the end of this run to a degree if you're Jerry Jones, right? Like who knows how much longer he has. So if you can't help me get the job done this year, then – that might be Dan Quinn, or that might be Sean Payton, Harry. And I was Somebody's going to help me get it done Listen, if Jay, it can't I, be you. I was just about to say, not to mention, you have Sean Payton sitting in the holster taking a year off right now. So if it's not Dan Quinn, 
That's another guy. So it's two guys that can possibly take over that job if Mike McCarthy doesn't do what he's supposed to do. And I feel like he has one year, just this year, to prove it. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine Bill Parcells there, and he says, talking wild about Bill Parcells, that was the point about the Mike McCarthy hire, when it happened. Yeah. He looked for, what's the biggest name I can get in coaching with the most gravitas Super Bowl ring who I can push around, who everyone knows ain't going to be calling the shots, I'm going to be calling the shots. That's Mike McCarthy. Any coach for the Cowboys who's not Sean Payton, Bill Parcells, Jimmy Johnson, you'll know it when you hear it. Oh, that guy's not a patsy, right? Like that dude is – the other guys are there as pawns for Jerry Jones. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong at all. And I I will say this. Is it right? In my eyes, no, but it's Jerry's team. Jerry's going to do what he wants to do. Uh So, so Max, when Jerry Jones is worth $10.5 billion Mm – Is that a lot? That's that's power. Yeah. So you have to earn my damn respect. You have to earn it. Like that, that, and that's what Mike McCarthy has. Any coach you that said, comes in there, you have to earn that from me. Who talked about his age? Who talked about his age before? Because yeah, right, Jay. It's not I, I when you said that something occurred to me. I'm always like, "Hey, Jerry's clock is ticking. He ain't getting any younger, right? And he's got to know he wants to win a Super Bowl again." But he wants to do it like Sinatra said, my way, right? And he hasn't done it in 25 years. His way worked early on because he could manipulate certain rules that he helped usher in, salary cap rules, and then prorate the bonus, get Deion Sanders, stuff like that. Everyone got hip to the game. That didn't work anymore. 25 is just a parlor trick, right? Because they all figured out he never adjusted. 25, 26, no Super Bowls. And I'm always thinking, doesn't he know he ain't going to live forever? When you said that, Jay, it occurred to me when I think he, he stops being stubborn and goes hires the right coach. I think when he starts to feel like he's living on borrowed time, in other words, like, oh, I'm, I might already be past the do like this. He's seventy nine, Max. Seventy nine. No, I get it. I get it. I have parents in their eighties, and but at a certain point, you might be feeling like I'm lucky right now to still be around. And by the way, to still be have the capacity to function at a high level. Once he starts feeling Harry J, like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm. This is gravy years right now. He, I, I, there's no guarantee. I keep. That's when I think he's like, all right, let me go get the right guy. And that's why I said to a lot of people when it comes to Jerry Jones and this Sean Payton deal, right? If Sean Payton does go to the Cowboys to be their head coach at some point, it's going to have to be sacrificed from Jerry Jones because he's going to have to realize his way didn't bring them success in a Super Bowl, right? So now it's time to step back and let a strong personality like a Sean Payton, a guy that who has done it uh, in a city of New Orleans that was decimated by Hurricane Katrina, and he basically brought that city back to life. He's, he's done it. Sean Payton has done it. So if a guy, if he decides to hire Sean Payton, he has to take that step, uh, that, that, that seat back and, and sacrifice for the greater good. Sometimes you got to cut off your finger to save your hand, I mean, to you put it in terms. You don't think going through Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett, and now Mike McCarthy, if it doesn't work out during that long run, at 79 years old. By Ways the time, on you. Yeah. I mean, by the time he's 80, and Max, to add to what you were talking about, that, that legacy that you want, like you, you start recognizing, I need somebody who is going to wield power like me Does he in order re- to get the results I need. And that person is somebody that will be looked at more as my equal, and it has to be seen that way to a degree for us to be successful. His problem is he's too vibrant still at his age, right? Like, the, the, I, I think of George Steinbrenner with the Yankees, who, like Jerry, won early on because he spent money before other guys were really spending money. Then everyone got hip to the game, and the Yankees weren't – they didn't win a, a division. They didn't go to the playoffs for year, over a decade, right? 
Then he got banned from baseball for a little while. And while that happened, they didn't trade away the prospects. And then as he got older and he didn't have the same kind of uh, uh, kind of vigor, Obato. right? Yeah. Then he and he could and he receded a little bit in the organization. Organization got better. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe and Jerry maybe has to while he still has his faculties learn from that and just take it back a little bit. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Don't listen to me, Jerry. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm a Giants fan. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is brought to you by Mako. When life throws you uh ohs, just say better get Mako and go to Mako.com to get an online estimate today. Jay had an exclusive interview with Brian Flores yesterday. And Flores, once again, identifies a major concern with the NFL's hiring practice. Not what you think. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Fire Dolphins coach Brian Flores has sued the NFL, the Dolphins, Broncos, and Giants. Part of his statement, he said, I understand I may be risking coaching the game I love and that has done so much for me and my family. I can understand where Brian Flores has a very serious case here that he might win. Quote, my sincere hope is that by standing up against systemic racism in the NFL, others will join me to ensure that positive change is made for generations to come. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas sitting in for Key today. In his lawsuit against the NFL, gentlemen, the lawsuit is against the NFL, the Giants, the Broncos, and the Dolphins, okay? Brian Flores and his representatives allege that Broncos president of football operations, John Elway, apparently he was a quarterback, John Elway was the man, but John Elway and team CEO Joe Ellis, listen to this, quote, showed up an hour late to a job interview in 2019. They looked completely disheveled. To be fair, that's kind of Elway's look. And it was obvious that they had been drinking heavily the night before. That's Flores's allegation. So here is John Elway's statement from yesterday on the matter. There's a lot to this. There's the Giants component, the Dolphins component. Let's deal right now with the Elway Broncos side of this. 
Here's Elway's statement. Quote, while I was not planning to respond publicly to the false and defamatory claims by Brian Flores, I could not be silent any longer with my character, integrity, and professionalism being attacked. I took Coach Flores very seriously as a candidate for our head coaching position in 2019 and enjoyed our three-and-a-half-hour interview with him. Along with the rest of our group, I was prepared, ready, and fully engaged during the entire interview as Brian shared his experience and vision for our team. It's unfortunate and shocking to learn for the first time this week that Brian felt differently about our interview with him. For Brian to make an assumption about my appearance and state of mind early that morning was subjective, hurtful, and just plain wrong. If I appeared disheveled, as he claimed, it was because we had flown in during the middle of the night immediately following another interview in Denver and were going on a few hours sleep to meet the only window provided to us. I interviewed Brian in good faith, giving him the same consideration and opportunity as every other candidate for a head coaching position in 2019. He said a lot there. Hmm. Jay, you spoke to Brian Flores yesterday on this uh, sensational podcast of yours. Quite a, quite a get right well, I there. I like the way you're framing That's the right. podcast. The Limits on NPR. Yeah. Jay Will's podcast. No joke. Two hours of Brian Flores. What did he tell you exactly that happened with the Broncos? So he said he waited for 45 minutes to an hour, and that when they got there, uh, they looked completely disheveled. Uh, their questions seemed to be all over the place, and it felt like a sham. It felt like they were filling a box. It didn't feel real to him at all. Now, he, he did not say, when I asked him for a description of that, the drinking aspect, and I know he said that in the statement, but he, he didn't say that with me, uh, which I, I found to be curious. But, I, I mean, it... It kind of just fits into the whole narrative that Brian Flores was building about, you know, due to the Rooney rule that he didn't feel like he had legit opportunities. I think about like this, guys, and just my personal subjective opinion here. We do this show where, Max, we have to be here every morning at 5 o'clock, right? 5.15. right? I'm in (laughs) Connecticut. So I have kids that a lot of times watching games. I'm on two and a half, three hours of sleep. I don't know if I come in always looking disheveled. Now, I'm not saying that's an excuse because everybody could be different, Harry. Um, but, like, okay, like, is John Elway, is he flying? Once again, subjective. He's not flying commercially, probably, right? right? Oh, you flying got those, privately. Oh, you got those guys, like, beds in Even there. Even if yeah. you are getting three, four hours of sleep, like, would you come off as disheveled? He might. He might. He might. That's How about this, Jay? Let me ask you this. Before I'm he, not saying it's my I know, stay, But we got to get to the Giants. We got to get to the Dolphins. But I want to stay on this for a second. I'm thinking, like, think this through. If he is on the Patriots staff at the time, right? Yep. Flores. Correctly. Then they are playing in the Super Bowl against the Rams. Yes. So it is credible that he may have provided them with only one small window to interview him, right? Okay. So that might check. That sounds plausible. It's credible to me. Yep. Um, okay. Now, if you have that window, and you even if you're flying private, and and you know you're you're hopping from here to there, you're not going on a lot of sleep. I know nowadays everyone's a big tough guy. I only got four hours sleep. <laughs> That's like three nights sleep for me. Four hours ain't a lot for most people. Who are you people. trying to call out here, Max? Huh? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. I like. I know doing this job. I know doing this job. I get four, four and a half hours sleep a lot of nights because I'm up early in the morning. I got an afternoon show to do. This just in terrific show. Handsome host. But the point is. And anytime I, if, if I like say that I'm tired, well, how much sleep you get? Four and a half. 
a lot of athletes are like, four and a half, that's a great night's sleep. You know what? For normal people, it's not such a great night's I sleep. I wish. So I could see Elway clocking out for a couple hours on a, on a PJ, still waking up stiff, tired, a little, you know, thoughts mm-hmm. aren't together. And I, yeah, I, like Elway's side of the story doesn't sound false to me. Fair. That's fair. Yes. However, um, floor, like when I start seeing things like hurtful and so I'm sure Elway's feelings are really hurt. Come on, stop. It's, that starts to sound like posturing publicly to win points publicly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this. Um, I'm one of those people who don't get that much sleep at all, and I'm never disheveled. I, I, maybe it's just oh, me. Well, congratulations I, to you. But I understand, nope. I understand what Jay was coming from because when you have to be up early to do this show, there's times I wake up at 3 in the morning, 2.30 in the morning, 3, 3.45, 4 o'clock, different times. And I'm probably on one hour of sleep a lot of the times because I'm up watching stuff, and you know how much I watch film, Max. I'm constantly doing things over and over again. But I'm never going to be disheveled or I'm never going to appear. Well, Jay and I look like uh, death warmed over half the time this early in the morning. Jay, what about (laughs) what about the the idea of the questions not not being coherent? There didn't seem to be. So like so like take everything Elway said. And from Flores's point of view, you could say, hold on a second. If you all were taking me seriously seriously as a candidate. You would be, even if you were disheveled, even if you didn't sleep a lot, you would be better prepared. Can I tell you what I would say? Hmm. So if I just had a meeting the night before and I didn't feel like I was on top of my game and Harry is Brian Flores, I would say, you know what, man? I'm on two hours of sleep. I flew across the country to see you. I look a little bit, I feel a little bit disorganized right now, but you are our guy. I want you. I want you. You're my guy. Like I'm disclosing it. I'm being very transparent about it. I'm creating that relationship right off the bat, letting you know where I'm coming from, how I value you, and what what length I went to to show you that I want you to be my guy or I want you to have a chance to be my guy. I didn't feel yesterday talking to Brian Flores that kind of energy came across when he sat down next to John Elway. I didn't. Do they they have drinks on PJs? You you can (laughs) do they. I'm All just right. asking. I'm just asking. All right. Could I have one? Say, Max, if, if you if somebody's important to you, and you want to establish them as a real you make candidate, it known. Yeah. you, you, make, you it known. make it known and you make I, it work. Well, I I think that I think that's real. I think the Giants, uh, the, sorry, the the Broncos, Elway has some plausible explanations. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I also think, from Brian Flores' point of view, he may say that notwithstanding, like even that's that's all true. I still don't like the way that went down. Okay. There's the Giants side in all this, too, guys, because they were named in the suit. Flores alleges that the Giants had hired Brian Dable before he even, Flores, had his, I believe it was the second interview for the position, right? Not interviewed yet for the position is what he told me the other day. Okay, he hadn't interviewed at all. He had conversations, okay, but, but all right. not in person. Flores provided a Bill Belichick text message as proof that Belichick mistakenly texted Flores thinking that he was sending a congratulatory congratulatory text to Dable. Hey, you got the job. And Flores was like, and many people are familiar with this by now, uh, who do you think you're texting, Bill? He's like, oh, sorry, <laughs> uh, Brian Dable. Sorry about that. <laughs> Brian Dable got the job. I mean, guys, I'm, I'm going to read you what the Giants responded. You know, the Giants finally kind of started getting their act together. I'm a big Giants fan. They could wind up losing draft pick. If the Giants can't hire a coach without losing draft picks, you can't even get that right. 
All right. Here's the Giants' statement on the matter. The allegation that the Giants' decision has been had been made prior to Friday evening, January 28th, is false. And to base that allegation on a text exchange with Bill Belichick, it's like, to base that allegation on hard evidence, oh, sorry, to base that allegation on a text exchange with Bill Belichick, in which he ultimately states that he, quote, thinks Brian Dable will get the job, is irresponsible. The text exchange occurred the day before Coach Dable's in-person interview even took place. Giants ownership would never hire a head coach based only on a 20-minute Zoom interview, which is all that Mr. Dable had at that point. In addition... Mr. Belichick does not speak for and has no affiliation with the Giants. Mr. Belichick's text exchange provides no insight into what actually transpired during our head coaching search. Well, okay. Here's an issue with the Giants' claim on Belichick. Evan, everybody, I'd like to recuse myself from this conversation. I am going to start down a road here that could contribute to the Giants, my beloved New York football Giants, losing a draft pick. What? You know what? Considering this whole thing, this is outrageous. Denver and Miami should be punished severely for this. <laughs> but we don't need to get to All right. In 2020, multiple outlets, including the NFL Network guys, reported that Belichick recommended Joe Judge for the Giants' job, which he got. The New York Post's Ian O'Connor, who used to write for ESPN, does an excellent job, wrote this in March of 2021. <sighs> about John Mara, who owns, co-owns the New York football giants. Proud organization. I just want to throw that in there, guys. When Mara asked Bill Belichick for a scouting report on New England assistant Joe Judge last year, a Patriot source said Belichick told Mara, he's better than the last two guys you hired. Mm. Mara declined comment on the source's claim. Mm. Guys, um, I want to get your thoughts on this. I warn you, take it easy on my giant. No, listen, what are your thoughts on this? It kills me. I'll say this, it's, it's humanly impossible for me to believe that a guy that we consider, when I say we, us, and then a lot of other people in this world, Bill Belichick, that is, to be the greatest coach of all time, who also has general manager, uh, manager duties, that you do not contact him and talk to him about any of these guys. Because all these guys coach under Bill Belichick. So if it's one person you want to talk to, and understand and get to know these guys a little bit better about it's going to be Bill Belichick, right? So I, I I don't I don't understand how 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 they're making these claims. Yeah, Jay, it does like it's like an of course when this comes out, all of a sudden instead of the team just being reasonable, it's like Bill Belichick. How do you pronounce that exactly? <laughs> We've never heard. Apparently, he used to coach here. A guy in some that used capacity. to coach there. A guy who has candidates all over the place that that are up for the job. We didn't talk to him. Why would we talk to Bill Belichick? Right. That doesn't make sense for right. us, does it? And when I spoke to Flores yesterday, he said, look, I, I had legitimate great conversations with John Mara, uh, you know, via virtually. And I looked forward to the opportunity of coming in and sitting down, actually thinking that I had a legit chance until I got that text. And once I got that text, I started to recognize. He said, actually, that was the point that pushed him to file for the lawsuit because he recognized he's like, I had had enough. He's like, why is Bill Belichick in the know before I'm in the know about my own job opportunity? He's humiliated because he can see plainly, and it is plain to me also, that black head coach or or yeah, black head coaching candidates are frequently used essentially as pawns in a game. And and who wants to be used that way? You feel used. Dan Graziano's gonna chime in on this pretty soon. I may have just jumped the gun. I think I did. Um, well, he's in it now. Well, he's in it now. 
He's in it. Hey, now. buddy. I looked up and saw him. Welcome to the club. How we doing? We're <laughs> in it. Well. Very clearly on my computer screen, Dennis says, not ready. And I Not now. As, <laughs> I read that as strange. <laughs> yeah, I thought you problem. always read the teleprompter. How, how do you miss that one? All right. Erase him from your minds, everybody. <laughs> Dan Graziano's not here. He's not ready. <laughs> Dan's giving you the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. Dan, you are uh, privy to much, including the conversation we just had and also other conversations. Would you like to... Uh, contextualize all this for us a little please we have a uh, he said he said situation going on where the Giants response to Flores accusations is it's impossible that Belichick could have known this because we hadn't talked to Dayball yet either other than virtually that that this text exchange supposedly happened the night before Dayball's in-person interview and there's no way that that we were going to hire a coach based only on the zooms so that's their pushback on this uh, is the timing of it now the issue of Belichick and his influence in that building in East Rutherford is, is an interesting one. I, he's, he's still well-respected and has good relationships there with people who, in ownership and people who run that team. But, you know, I, I've asked a lot of questions on a lot of, of a lot of people this week about this situation and been told multiple times that, that Flores was a serious candidate, that they didn't decide until until Friday, until after they had interviewed everybody in person what to do, that it was very close between Flores and Dayball, and they just dispute the notion that they had decided and or that Belichick would have known. They, they feel like he was speaking out of turn. Dan, I, I want you to hear Brian Flores on the back-channeling of the opportunity that Brian Dayball got from Bill Belichick. I do think that there are uh, back-channel conversations back-channel meetings um, that are had that, that oftentimes influence decisions. And I think that's a clear <laughs> example of that. Um, you know, here's Bill Belichick, and, you know, his, his resume speaks for itself. He has influence. Um, uh, so I think to me that, that it was clear that that decision was was made um, with 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 his influence, and that's part of the that's part of the problem. So, Dan Brian Flores saying there there are back channels yeah. that, that hurt minority candidates in this process. Sure. By the way, whatever the Giants say, yes, the fact here are the facts. Bill Belichick sent a congratulatory text yes. that he thought was going to Brian Dable yes. that instead went to Brian Flores Correct. before Brian Flores' interview. Like, ah, talk your way out of that one. Belichick thought he had reason to believe that it was Dable. Right. And so this is what I think this speaks to Brian Flores' larger point, which is we don't feel we black coaching candidates don't feel like we have a fair shot at this because stuff that goes on when we're not in the room. Uh, ultimately sometimes decides these things. And historically, we haven't been in the room. And because of that, it's disheartening to get a text like that from Bill Belichick because, honestly, like, and he's not saying this, obviously, but, but, but I mean, like, whether it's true or not, right, that the Giants telegraphed this to Belichick, the, the perception in Brian Flores' mind is that he's already at a disadvantage in this process mm-hmm. because of the history, because of the fact there's only one black coach in the league right now, because the Giants have never had one. Uh, so... All of a sudden, this hits at all the doubt he had about the legitimacy of the process in the first place, 
and and sort of supports that doubt. So the Giants can come out and say, and they may actually, they may be telling the truth and saying we hadn't made up our minds. He was a candidate to last say. But the fact of the matter is the, the bigger picture issue here of of black coaching candidates feeling like they don't get a fair shake because historically they don't uh, played into this and created a situation in Brian Flores' mind where he felt like he wasn't getting a fair shot at it. And I think that that big overarching problem remains the one at the heart of all of this. But I just want to get back to the original point too, Dan. Like, If Bill Belichick isn't in the know, yeah. if he's not talking to people within the Giants organization, right. Why would he send the text in the I first have, place? I, I, I have no idea. I mean, honestly, I think we need like, to hear it, so from make, make it make sense. I, that's exactly what I'm saying. Right. Make it make sense. about it makes sense. It's just not in like the mind like, of Brian Flores. Like, it's right there no, 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 in plain no, no, black I, and white. I, I, please you know? don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying it's just in yeah, the mind I, of Yeah, I hear Flores. what you're saying. Your point, My point yeah. is there, there's, a, there's a bigger landscape to consider here in which, you know, Brian Flores and candidates like him are thinking to themselves, am I really getting a fair shot at this? Wait a minute, guys. And often they're being told, or they're, they're being convinced the answer is no. I never told you this, but um, this laptop that I have has special software on now that can see into the future, make very accurate p- predictions. And I just punched in, as you were saying this, Belichick's response next week. And um, it's come up right now. Uh, I'm on to next season. That's what it, that's what know, that's man. what Belichick's I, statement's going to be. I'm going to say something because this makes him look bad. I mean, yeah. that, right? I mean, this is. I, I think he's going to have to say something about. And, it. and by the way, for those saying, "Hey, that's a private text between," you know, you shouldn't. There are some times where you have to make tough choices, ethical choices. Am I kind of selling this dude out right now? Yeah. He thinks it's but but there may be, uh, and the answer may be yes. You are kind of selling that relationship out in a way. Because there's a great higher deal. ideal yes, that you deal. are, yes. that you that that is the imperative in that moment. But it may involve sacrificing ethically a, a piece of a relationship with someone. And Max, that's what him and his whole crew had said yesterday. They're yep. like, "Hey, we, we're not sure that we go to this degree unless we get that text yep. from Bill Belichick." And yes, that's going to affect my relationship yep. with Bill Belichick. But what am I affecting that relationship for? The greater good of all black coaches. That's right. Because you are, if you're Brian Flores, you're, you're existing in a situation where you just got fired after back-to-back winning seasons. And you can say with some with historical evidence that a white coach in the same situation might have gotten treated differently. And, there, and there's plenty to back you up. And you can say black coaches are being brought in to satisfy the Rooney rule and aren't being given a fair shot at the jobs. Because historically, we know that has been the case in a lot of these situations. And so when a thing like this happens, when you're convinced based on evidence, historical evidence that, yes, some of these things are set up in advance. Some of these things happen with back channel communications. And you get a text like that from someone you know has connections with the people you're interviewing with. Of course, that's where your mind goes. Who could possibly blame him for his mind going there? This is the situation that he has come up in as a coach. And and it's one that that he feels where he can't win. I know you may want to get breakfast, have a coffee, all that stuff. I'm sorry. You are you are not free to go anywhere. You must stay right here because we got to get into the Stephen Ross stuff. There's so much stuff to get into. You get get three hours last night. Look, the Coaching hires which look very similar to the other five this cycle. That's next. KJM on ESPN Radio and ESPN2, the starving Dan Graziano. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.